Are we ready? Yeah. Episode two. Okay. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Three MFAers On. Today, we're going to be talking about The Godfather, an obvious classic. I'm Brandon McPherson. I'm an actor from Toronto, Ontario, and I have my master's degree from the Actor Studio Drama School. I'm here with Josh. What's up? Uh, uh, he. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean you know I like I like your intro. You, you okay. Uh, um, Josh, introduce <laughs> yourself. Josh okay, is right. a yeah. Josh, you do it. I'll do it. Uh, Joshua Stir here, actor director. Got my directing MFA from the Actor Studio Drama School as well. And Caleb. I'm Caleb John Cushing. I'm an actor, writer, and filmmaker, and you're not going to believe this. I also got my MFA from the Actor Studio Drama School. What? Are I we know. three MFAers? I think we might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so right now we're all trying to survive the apocalypse, and The Godfather seemed like a nice movie to, uh, <laughs> you know, help all our collective uh, motivation during are we that just, time. Are we, just, are we just jumping right in? I mean, there's a lot Absolutely. to talk about, so maybe we... That was, that, you know, I was giving a little intro on where we're going, <laughs> you know. Perfect. I like that. Uh, before we get going in, though, I want to, you know, it's been a few days. How are you guys holding up? Had a weekend? Uh, what, you know. news happening? Um... I think, I mean, you guys were talking about this a little bit before we started, but the fact that it's definitely at least going to be another month is a uh, just a heavy, heavy notion. Yeah. yeah, I don't see a world where we, like, get back to any semblance of normalcy until at least the summer. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, the fact that, like, it just, it's only been 14 days, maybe. So bizarre. All time has lost meaning for me. I can't yeah. even. It's, <laughs> so true. It feels like, like Ryan Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Ryan and I have like it's I, I saw a post on Instagram that said or at Facebook that was like <laughs> there are no longer seven days of the week. There's only three. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> There's yeah. no more like planning anything more than what are we gonna do tomorrow or today? Yeah. You know? <laughs> or like when you're talking to your friends and you're like, Oh yeah, what uh what do you got planned this week? What do you got going on? And that's, that's not a question you can ask right now. Nobody is allowed to do anything. Exactly. I think we're going to well, start our Harry Potter marathon. That's not on Freeform. I know. I love Harry Potter. We should, at some for like a 50th episode, we should just watch all eight movies. I'm, I'm so in. So done. We um, start, to start start doing just like like a series. Like, you know, like watch all the Twilights, watch all the Harry Potters, watch all the... I don't, well, Godfather's are the other things, but like all the Batman. Please, you know? please do not make me watch all the Twilight movies <laughs> again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know what helped me get through kind of my COVID concerns? What's that? What? <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess you guys don't want to know. No, uh, <laughs> uh, watching a bunch of rich, entitled Hollywood elites sing a John Lennon song online, as if that would you know what? change anything. You know what? You know what? I like that. I know everybody's I ripping on that, but like, they're just trying to be positive. You no, know? they're not. They're don't. They don't want to lose their. They don't want to lose their cultural capital. People aren't going to the movies. Okay. People aren't thinking about them. They're like, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm, like, annoyed about it. Like, uh, especially, that's, like, a milder example, the the John Lennon song, the Imagine cover. But I'm talking about people that, you know, they got on Instagram, and they're like, this is the great equalizer. Or, like, Vanessa Hudgens being, like, you know. Okay, that was uh, yeah. bad. Yeah, Or, like, Sam Smith, like, posting, like, selfies of himself crying and being like, isolation's hard. It's like, you live in a fucking mansion. Did you guys watch the iHeart like home concert last night? No, no, I don't know what that um, is. Elton no. John host, Elton John hosted like an hour concert thing. Then these like all these artists um, sang songs from their like studios or their apartments or houses or whatever, just kind of like lift the spirit, like something different. Which I thought was kind of cool because you had Elton John there. He finally found a piano like at the end because um, his first joke was, you know, in quarantine I. You know, I'm quarantined in the one house I don't have a piano at. I'm like, really, Elton John? Really? You don't have a order, piano in one of your houses? Order a new piano. Um, and the, but like, uh, the guy, uh, lead singer from Green Day, Billy Joe, sang, uh, 
Boulevard of Broken Dreams. You had Mariah Carey doing a song. Appropriate. Um, you had, you know, Sam Smith singing a cappella. <laughs> um, but like, it was just like all these different like cameos and people saying, Hey, you know, hang in there. And, you know, I love my boyfriend a lot. And the whole time we were just like, you know, cause they're like, do what you can, donate as much as you can, you know, and like, help donate out. as much as you can. And they're it's all like, fucking millionaires. And it's, t- like there's how, a fucking it's like, how are ventilator you shortage. No, 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 no. There's right. a ventilator shortage. There's all this fucking shit. Like, and they're just being like, no, fucking like, say, like, we're on a sing songs. Like, you have the money and the resources to like help. Right. Like, like how off. much have they donated? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's that's kind of what we got to. It was like, why are you telling me to donate? I'm unemployed, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That well, just, I mean, that's got just my, funny. They got my like uh, angry leftist tackles up. Yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, but who knows? Like, if I ever become like a, a famous director, actor, whatever artist, like, am I gonna donate? Yes, <laughs> I am. I've already like I, you know, I actually had a conversation with my dad about this. I remember, like, not that I'm expecting to like become famous or anything. But I definitely don't want to be one of those people that has like three houses or like a private jet. Like, I'm definitely going to be like, you know, like donating excess wealth right. to like causes I believe in and care about. Because yeah, why would you need a private jet when you can just come fly on mine? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fuck honestly, it, like <laughs> right, that was really well timed. Thank I you. I totally have real estate. Like, obviously, like. That on both coasts and like probably near my parents, like in Iowa. But other than that, like, you know, yeah. just fly on Brandon's jet, you know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, the reality is it's going to be at least hopefully in a positive way, it's going to be a very different world after all this. And I think most yeah. people will be thinking more charitably and more about the world going as a whole. After COVID? Pardon? Are movies even going to exist after COVID? Every fucking production's shut down right now. <laughs> yeah, but here's what, okay, here's the thing. Including that Batman, about, Batman got have, shut down. Yes, yeah, indefinitely. Not only that, Disney laid off all of their employees on all their Disney Plus productions. So not only are those productions shut down, but everybody working on those, all the PAs, all the grips, really? a- everything. Yeah, they, they were uh, officially laid off magical oh, wow. place on fucking earth my ass but i i think Jesus. the idea is that with that it allows all those people to go and get unemployment insurance I if i'm not mistaken true. i think Maybe. that's that's yeah. the idea if they just put them on a hiatus then they can't yeah you can't get unemployment oh, if you're like furloughed okay. or whatever yeah all right yeah it wasn't like a it wasn't like a shitty move like the because the letter was public the email came out oh, okay yeah, and even that. in the yeah in the email it was like you guys will be notified as soon as we're looking at coming back but for now this is you know so they're like officially released from the productions so none of like none of the disney plus like marvel tv shows are coming out none of the no all shut down Oh, so down. Even so, Batman's yeah. not going to be made, or is it just going to be? Is it will. There's like it will be. for it, but it's indefinitely. Like they they don't know when they're right. going to film well, it's it. Like Wonder Woman's coming out in August now, I guess, or something. You know, only the yeah. only summer blockbuster that hasn't been moved is Chris Nolan's new movie. That is still slated to come out in June. Everything else has been delayed, or like, uh, and and I have no idea. I think they're just like we spent too much fucking money on this. Hopefully, it's going to be over by then. But yeah. um, oh, what's his new movie? I think I saw a trailer and I completely oh, forgot what it's uh, And the trailer it does not tell dumb. you anything about it. <laughs> I have no idea. Except what that about. time goes backwards at times. Oh right. It's oh Denzel, yeah. No, it's, like, uh, it's like a cop. It's like a cop movie. It's Denzel where, like, Washington's he dies son or something. Robert Pattinson teaming yeah. up. It and then there's uh, Kenneth like, Branagh is there. Pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. It looks fine. I mean, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I just, I just know that uh, Christopher Nolan's track record in terms of these kind of movies, I've always enjoyed. So yeah. I look forward yeah. to what he he's wrote, a thousand. You know? Yeah, he's he's the man. He's the absolute man. I haven't enjoyed his last couple, but he's definitely made some really fucking amazing movies. Just things to make you think, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I watched that Begins and I ponder. I watched a movie uh, last night with Ryan. He made me um, watch um, Reversal of Fortune uh, with with Glenn Close and Jeremy Irons. It's about the case of Klaus uh, Van Bulo, like Hmm. giving his like super rich Samantha Bulo or whatever uh, rich wife like opposed insulin, putting her in a coma for like her money or whatever. But 
The interesting thing about it was that uh, Alan Dershowitz was the lawyer, the, was the defense lawyer for Klaus, who had already gone through court, got the the jury found him guilty on both accounts, and he was like sentenced to like thirty years in prison. But he get, but he contacted Alan Dershowitz to like defend him and like get him out of it. And it was interesting because it came out in nineteen ninety, and so seeing like the feisty characterization of Alan Dershowitz because it's based off a book written by Alan. And then seeing yeah. him like this fall <laughs> defend like Trump on the impeachment stuff, like was just fascinating because I mean, he's a defense lawyer. He does what he can if he has a client and to like weasel his way like a lawyer does out of yeah. whatever. But it was just an interesting movie. I, I would say check it out. It gives me the same feeling as like a few good men or like those kind of movies. Yeah, I haven't heard of this, uh, but it's got oh. uh, my, my main man, Jeremy Irons in it. So oh, I got to check it out. Pretty, pretty check it out. He's like, the lead, he's so cool. Yeah. Definitely um, one of like my favorites of all time. So yeah, check it out. It's on, it's on uh, HBO go and Amazon, I believe is when I, when I looked up the list, the, the link you sent us, Caleb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just um, watch. I, I think it's on HBO. So well, what's, sorry, sorry, Brandon, but, uh, hmm? Said sorry. I don't know if it's in Canada, what? but in America we have HBO. Oh yeah, you don't have to say sorry. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. I said sorry. <laughs> oh, did you say sorry? Sorry. I said sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. What else? So, uh, can we talk about how I got excited for all these movies to come straight to your home, but then you still have to pay twenty bucks for them? Yeah. So it's like instead of buying four movie tickets for your family, you only buy one movie ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's but like, also like. Right now, the movies that have come out, I have very little interest in. Right. Oh, dude, there's so many like indie movies that I, I've been really looking forward to that have been delayed, and I'm really pissed. There's like lots of like small what? releases. Uh, there's this movie called The Climb, uh, which is I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, but it's like chronicling like two men and their friendships as like uh, they go throughout the years and they grow together and apart. It looks really really good, and it like won big at Sundance when it premiered. Who's in it? Uh, it's no, it's just two. Uh, it's two people who wrote and directed it themselves. Like it's like very, very indie, and that's yeah. what I like about it. Oh, nice. Um, there's a movie by a filmmaker called Hirokazu Koreeda. Uh, he won the Palme d'Or two years ago for Shoplifters. Uh, his new movie, it's his first English language movie. Um, it's called The Truth. Was supposed to come out. That got delayed. I'm looking forward to that. He's a he's a good filmmaker. I was kind of looking forward to Mulan. That got delayed. I was looking forward to Antlers, like an indie horror movie. That got delayed. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, Antlers, <laughs> Antlers was the Native American one, right? The the myth. Of... Uh, I don't know. It's the about... kid, the kid in the attic, right? The kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was looking forward to that. I didn't. I haven't seen a trailer or anything. Just like the premise. I don't know. There's like lots of shit, but I'm excited. There's a trailer, that, uh... there's a trailer for Antlers. You should check it out. Well, no, I don't want to because I know I want to see the movie. So why would I spoil myself? <laughs> I don't know, Caleb. <laughs> um, but Caleb I am looking forward hates to trailers. I That's hate true. bad trailers. Like when a trailer is good and like doesn't spoil anything and just is like a bunch of like flashing images and like mood music that like sets the tone. I like it. Like I don't know. Like actually, the Tenant trailers look pretty good because I have no idea what the fuck's going on, but I know it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chris- so that- Christopher Nolan does a really good job with trailers but nowadays you're I right mean, most trailers are like here's the entire third act of the movie yeah like i was looking forward to uh mulan actually the second trailer got me interested in mulan because it looks like they're doing it differently like all the live action remakes up until now have been like really bad i think but mulan looks looks like it's actually doing interesting things with like wuxia chinese martial arts films it's not like doing the songs um mm. i don't it could be well, good. the story of mulan you know yeah i think i mean i don't know like yeah. china china has its problems and there's like issues like so whether you know if you choose to watch this movie are you supporting i don't know it's like complicated morally but i think the movie looks kind of interesting so maybe if it's on disney plus i'll watch it i guess i don't know the whole political backstory or the, the controversy with mulan oh, it's just i mean like china <laughs> is kind of not a great uh country or the government of China Neither is doing lots of shitty shit. Yeah, but I live in America. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I have a choice, you know, whether I choose to support a foreign, you know, nation's interests. I don't know. That's true. Did you see that shit? I don't, we don't have to get too bogged down into politics, but that shit with um, the fucking uh, WHO doctor and when he was asked about Taiwan. Oh, I didn't hear this. 
so the uh, an ambassador, I think, from Hong Kong, uh, was on a Skype call with a WHO, the World Health Organization, and uh, mm-hmm. she was like, "What do you think about like, or will will the WHO recognize Taiwan?" And the guy like didn't say anything for like ten seconds, and then she was like, "Hello," and he was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't hear your question." And then she's like, "Oh, it's okay, I'll ask it again," and he like hung up on her. <laughs> it was fucking unreal, unreal. That's uh, that's pretty good politicking right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we don't have to talk about politics. I just feel like I'm gonna get on a rant, but um, I don't know. There are movies that look good <laughs> that I want to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and instead we can go see uh. I don't know, Frozen 2 is on Disney+. Plus. I, well, I before everything got cancelled, I was going to watch that because I was teaching kids acting classes and one of them was supposed to be based on Frozen. And I hadn't oh watched God. the second one yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yep, that's my, well, that was my life. Now, uh, now it is not, so. Can you teach Actually, me acting through Frozen? Mm-hmm. I, what else did I have to do? I did an entire class where I had to uh, perform in my own version the story of Inside Out. And I hadn't seen that either, so I had to watch. Wow. Yeah, I had to watch that night before. If you ever try to explain Inside Out to six-year-olds, doesn't make any sense. Too complicated for them. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? It was a fantastic movie, but I'm sitting there watching it with my brother, and I'm freaking out because I have to explain this to kids to like the next day, and I'm sitting there being like, "Wait, so I have to explain the innermost thoughts and emotions of a person to six-year-olds and explain how all this works?" Like, it was a lot. Let go. But uh, I went well. I just made a bunch of like, <laughs> I made a bunch of puppets of the emotions and stuff. They enjoyed it. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure we want to like. Uh, I'm sure we want to like shift gears in a second. But I just remembered I saw over the weekend this short film on YouTube that I think is really amazing, and I think you guys will both like it. So I'm just going to link it in the group chat, and maybe next time we yeah, can talk about it briefly do. in the beginning. Yeah. Um, What's it called? It's called Rebooted, and I don't want to like give anything away, but it's really, really, really good. Um, and then maybe, yeah, so I don't know, but so sorry, I just wanted to make sure that I shout shout out um, rebooted, shout out Michael Shanks, Australia, late night films. That sounds amazing. And you just made me think before we get into the Godfather, I think that you should write a live action reboot of the TV show reboot. Okay. You think that that would, I do (laughs) think that I think that'd be a big hit. And I shot him playing, playing Bob. I, this is going to be maybe sacrilege. I actually never was into Reboot. Like, I never saw it. What? I oh, know. I loved Reboot, man. I'm sure. That's so I, <laughs> I think it was, like, on, like, maybe it still is, or at one point, like, sort of semi-recently, it was on Netflix, and then it just looks so, like, dated and ugly that I just, yeah, like, never got oh, into oh, it. <laughs> the, the, the graphics comparatively now are not great. Yeah, maybe you could do like a really cool thing now today. Maybe there's already it's probably already a thing. There, there is there there's they did a couple years ago, they rebooted it. And it was half live action, half like reboot. I never saw uh, it, yeah. but all right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll check it out. Anyway. We can totally right. start actually talking about the fucking Godfather. Yeah. Should we get into the Godfather? I think I mean so, I uh, think we should. <laughs> Alright. So how do you guys feel about the Godfather? Uh, I guess I can go first. Um, All right, let's hear it. So, for a movie that's been uh, considered one of the greatest of all time, uh, I checked out at about two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, Ooh. I started, Wait, what was, go- I, I, what was going was on right at that after, point? Right after uh, Marlon Brando's character died, and Michael came back from um, uh, Sicily, and it was like this whole like last act of the movie. I was just like, "Shit, how much time do we have left?" You know, I don't know if it was because of the middle afternoon or, you know, I I also have a, an issue with movies like this. Maybe it's because I've been desensitized by um, blockbusters and Marvel, you know, movies. But um, I love the craft of everything. Like I, I can appreciate, I can sit back, and I can understand like the acting and the film craft and the score and and what the storytelling behind the film. But I did ultimately start like, you know, as soon as Ryan and I started getting into like, who can do the best Marlon Brando impersonation. That's when I feel like it lost me. So, and that was about two hours and 20 minutes. Um, so Caleb, if you want to go. Wow. <laughs> um, I like hear, I think the sentiment behind the disrespect in what you're saying. 
Um, no, I mean, it's, this movie is almost 50 years old at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, it's inspired so much. It created a genre. It like, uh, made every Italian American feel like they were from Sicily, like forever. It made a lot of people really oh, yeah. annoying. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it invented, I think, or it didn't single-handedly invent, but it definitely like was a huge part in modernizing cinema. Like the early 70s was kind of the new mm-hmm. Hollywood era, and this movie is incredibly influential. I think it's very, very well done, but there is something to be said for having experienced like almost 50 years of cinema since uh, and watch going back to the original, it can seem kind of like uninspired because it was the first. And it seemed, yeah. it, it's very simple. It's a very simple movie. It's a very quiet movie. Um, and I think it's obviously very, very good. But I agree that there were, there, were, there were moments that I was kind of taken out of it. It's three hours long. And yeah. I don't know if it needed to necessarily be that long. Uh, I was reading the trivia. That there was a cut that Coppola, the, his first cut was only two hours long. And then the studio was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and then they had, to ex- they had to expand it to three hours. And even, and it's interesting. I don't want to like talk too much. I want to hear what Brandon thinks as well, but I definitely feel that a little bit. I felt a little let down um, despite how each individual piece is. I-, I feel like it wasn't as great as the sum of its parts. Yeah. Brandon, go. So we can get into um, it. <laughs> for me, the implications of that last whatever 20 30 minutes um with michael like clearing the board um because it's i mean obviously it's part one right so even at that point like (laughs) i i feel like i know where you're well that's the thing i mean there's there's three parts of it and uh, so like i felt what you felt uh with the cutting out kind of after brando's death but then as i like stayed in and as i was watching it you know him in the bapt uh, the baptism scene and him like clearing the board of all mm-hmm. the other you know criminals the the implications of that are so heavy and i just sure. i genuinely just got so into the michael corleone character and what you know pacino does through it and i know it's weird me saying that because in our last podcast i had the exact opposite reaction to natalie portman slow playing it at the beginning you know playing kind of the the uh, the good side of it and then and then having a switch and playing the bad which is almost identical to you know Pacino in this as Michael Corleone right. but I I I was drawn in I was sucked in you know well that's because um, you're sexist Brandon all right well that's uh, that's rude <laughs> no i'm just kidding um, i don't i don't necessarily i just wanted to, i don't agree with Josh's point in that it was like the last like half hour or 40 minutes like I don't, I don't regiment it that rigidly. Like it wasn't like oh, like the it's too long because the last bit. Like I agree that like kind of that last bit's actually some of the most exciting stuff in the whole movie. I just feel like yeah. as, a, as a whole three hour piece of cinema. Like, did we need sixty different shots of food? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that movie went on. That the wedding went on for half a fucking hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, I had you know I. I, I would like to I like to step back and be a, you know that's when I started like checking the time. I still watched the entire you know all the way through and like I understand the premise, especially of Michael taking over the family and making those moves. I just that was about the time that I was like, oh let me check my phone, see what time it is. You know what I mean? Like um, just because there is such a pace to it that we don't have the stamina for. I don't think anymore. Like wasn't, didn't the dark Knight? with well, the dark Knight was two hours and 45 minutes, but I could watch the dark Knight. Oh, it was dark Knight's not yeah. two hours and 45 minutes yeah, long. It was. it was like two and a half hours, two forty-five. No, that's not I swear dark Knight. Dark Knight is two and a half. It's two and a half hours. All right. And either way, that movie, I felt like went by like that. And I could literally sit there and whatever. But like for this movie, I was like, okay, you like, you said the wedding scene, establishing status, whatever. And then you have like the family and things like that, you know, and then the whole Sicily, like him, him like overseas, like trying to like hide out for like ever. Um, I kind of just felt like, okay, kind of get to the point. But I guess when you're creating a movie and they said two hours isn't long enough or is choppy, so make it three hours. Well, then I guess, I don't know, you know. Well, yeah, it's, it's also- the problem of, uh, oh, sorry, you can go, Brandon. It's also, I mean, it's based on a book, right? And a very famous book. I was book. just going to say, yeah, it's an adaptation. Yeah. Um, and so that's, Mario Puzo's. Have you guys read the novel? No. No, I haven't. It's very, very, very good. And that's something that actually, 
it's 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 this weird like simultaneously i believe that it is very long but also when you're writing a novel you can do so much more about like internalizing like psychology and you can really i mean you're getting into characters heads because it's from their pov and i feel like i don't know how you guys feel about this obviously this is like i mean brandon you keep saying pacino 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 but i felt that like we never saw the transition like we saw we saw him before like and you know and we saw like the two stages but i feel like that that year that we miss him like the year time skip when he just like shows up and with Diane Keaton is like, Oh, I'm a year. And now I'm the Don. I'm like, Oh, I want to see that year. Like, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch the the transformation. The change was at the (laughs) dinner scene. I thought when he killed the, the the police commissioner, but then he goes to to fucking Italy and then is, he marries that fucking 18 year old and then she blows up in a car. Like we're seeing all of the like pieces like the yeah. setup and then it's like, okay, now he's going to become the Prince of darkness. And then we miss him for a year and then he comes back and he's the fucking mafia guy, the mafioso Don. And I feel like story wise, I definitely see what you're saying. Acting wise, you can see it in Pacino, right? You can see that it's a completely, almost a completely different person with a completely different mindset. And I thought he did a phenomenal job of doing that. You know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that he did a bad yeah. job. But I'm saying like no, no, no. When... I'm, I'm just saying I, I saw the switch in him. But I understand what you're saying story wise. It's like where's that internal? Nowadays in a movie, you'd have a scene where it's him on his own, freaking out or whatever it is that very much exemplifies this change. I mean, as opposed nowadays, to like it would be a miniseries. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> and I think it actually, like honestly, like should have been or like well, it, it, that material would benefit from like I don't know. Yeah like two like three two hour episodes like a like a bbc style you know what i mean i did i did find though overall the timeline a little confusing that was one of my biggest critiques is i would sit there and i would go wait how much time has really passed it says that it was from 1945 to 1955 but i didn't it wasn't clear because there wasn't those like subtitles saying hey 10 years later later, one year later It it was all in the script and i guess caleb you can like um, I mean, it was a, obviously a different time, you know, back in the seventies making movies. Maybe you didn't need the subtitles, but I did find myself catching, like, wait, how much time has actually passed between, you know, this moment and this moment? Because it was confusing for me throughout the movie. I'd just like to say that. Yeah, I uh, I didn't necessarily find the timeline confusing, as in I don't understand what's happening. But I agree that like they didn't necessarily convey the passage of time well. Um, yeah, like as in like how much man, yeah. time has passed, but yeah, I, I understood like, the story. Like I wasn't confused about what was happening. No, but like oh, until he, you know, in, until he says to you know his wife when he comes back, like I've been back for like almost a year. And I had no idea how long. It's like, you what? Know. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and and she yeah. should have been like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely something cut there for sure. There was like a montage or some shit that was cut. Uh, yeah, there was like five like interlude scenes that they cut. Um, and yeah. I, that was probably, I mean, yeah, there's like lots of little stuff, establishing stuff, but I mean, yeah. everything else is, I, I think they were relying on the strength of the performances and the cinematography and everything. And, 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 and I mean, it's it, the strength of the performances is there. I, I mean, I think everybody's almost infallible in that. Like it's, I, well, <laughs> my favorite is the fucking guy in the beginning, Luca. He, he's like legitimately such a bad actor. They put like a scene of him practicing his lines in there to, <laughs> to justify. Wait, that, was, like, that wasn't the characterization. That was no, that him, was like, that was because lines, he, so he, he was nervous for me for meeting uh, Marlon Brando. That's real. If, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm not I'm mistaken, he that guy. No, 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 no. Even more so, that guy was an actual gangster. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Coppola is adamant that nobody in the cast was an actual gangster. Oh, really? That might that that it could they would all be dead. that could obviously just be him kind of being like, no, what do you mean? <laughs> like just kind of saving face. He might have been. Uh, he looks the part for sure. But his, Coppola uh, on record saying no. His uh, his death scene was something special. Um, yeah, the I think that all of the death scenes were really well done i was pleased with the violence i mean the only time i was taken out of the violence is the scene where sunny is beating up carlo because it's so obviously fake like you can see him missing punches and like that's it's really really bad yeah 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 yeah. when he's doing when sunny's beating him up yeah 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's, was, it was, there, was, there was a hook that I was like, oh, okay. It was so funny. He missed his fucking face by a mile. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what are you going to do? It was the 70s. Yeah, you know well, here's the thing. Right. You also saw it once he got shut up near the, the toll booth. You could see him breathing on the ground. But maybe that's because it's the 70s and you didn't have to hold your breath. I don't know. Maybe because the I mean, takes were so long. That <laughs> one, to me, I mean, I don't know. I've never been shot, so I don't know how long it takes to bleed out. But I, I, I think the, the most egregious... Uh, case was like when i'm like watching somebody miss elbows and like miss knees like i'm like fuck dude it's like the only thing i'm looking at and then all the extras are around like oh my god (laughs) Um, it's so so funny because i at one moment during the the baptism scene or towards the end of the movie right i was like i was like is that the same you know character that was beating up his sister why is he still around you know like and ryan's like that's not the same guy i was like that's totally the same guy because sonny was on his way to kill him and then he got killed you know, yeah. so you have to like keep kind of track of like how, and then the whole scene with his sister like getting mad at Michael for killing him, and he just he didn't he didn't confess to it. Like that's I thought that was so cool. Like just kind of you know you can ask me one time about my business, and he lies about it. Like what? Oh god. Yeah. You know, so There's, cool. But I, mean, I would like to. Can I just say one more thing? I'm sorry for yeah. cutting in. Um, I think my also I think what didn't help with the timeline was uh, Al Pacino's like eternal black eye. Um, while he was in Sicily, I feel like him getting punched by the cop and then his time in Sicily, that, that bruise should have been gone a long time ago, but he had the bruise the, the, the entire time. Yeah. Well, that's because like, I think I, I found that kind of weird too. Like this is a guy who is like, is a war hero. They like verbally say that, right? Like he's yeah. fought in combat and like this cop like punches him once and breaks his jaw. I was like, what a pussy. <laughs> well, that's not really how breaking things works. Well, no, but I'm saying I'm saying like you. Things just break. No, but I'm saying I'm saying like wow, like all it took was one punch and his jaw's broken. Like if he's supposed to be this tough guy, I'm like I'm being facetious and I'm obviously joking, but like, (laughs) but it was just kind of funny how he got like decked once and like all these other dudes are getting the shit kicked out of them and like there's like you know and he just fucking gets hit once and he's like "Uh," and then like. Robert Duvall had to be like, what the fuck's the matter with you, eh? Like, we gotta, Dude, you know. <laughs> uh, real quick, real quick, before we get into Robert Duvall, uh, Lenny Montana, the guy who played Luca Braccio, uh, was an enforcer for the Colombo family, which is one of the actual five families. Oh, wow. Oh, then maybe yeah. I, I, read it, I read it wrong. Uh, Wood Coppolis. Well, and... he was also an actor, and he was a professional wrestler, as well as an enforcer for the Colombo family. Because okay. that's well, what Wikipedia yeah. says, so that could yeah. also be a lie. Um, <laughs> that being said, Robert Duvall was like the core of the movie, in my opinion, and just moves the whole thing along and was phenomenal. Robert Duvall actually, like, I don't know if this is controversial, but that he might be my favorite performance in the movie. I thought, yeah, sure. he's like the core of the movie. He holds everything together. Such an you know? interesting character, and I think, like... He's and this doctor, is something right? like that's, well this yeah. well, and that's what i'm talking about this is it's something from a structural standpoint like a lot of movies you'll have like one outsider perspective to like carry you through the world and the story and this movie has three um and through different like degrees where you have like the most outside perspective of diane keaton k who's like not mm-hmm. italian she's like dating or i don't know i, I think yeah she's just dating michael in the beginning and she's just like wow like what's this what's this? she really annoyed me because it was like so obviously like a like a vehicle to tell the audience about like the underworld like she would always be like what's that and my Pacino would be like it's this and she'd be like what do you mean what are you saying i'm like oh shut up like, it's just oh, like, you know you know frankie yeah my father helped him out what did he do <laughs> like stuff. what do you mean yeah, yeah it's like really fucking annoying and then you have one rung up from that is you have michael you have al pacino where like he knows about all this shit but he's like been kept out of the family business very purposefully um so he's kind of like a sort of outsider in the beginning and like most of the movie like he's the protagonist like it's his transformation into don corleone and then you have tom yeah. hagan who like is very inside because he, he is the consigliere, but he's not Italian. He was never formally adopted by uh, Vito. Um, and then in the end, he's ostracized. He's outed because he's not, you know, a true member of the family. And I found it like Wait, it's dated. He's, he's removed as a consigliere. And, he's, and he doesn't want to. He's, not, he's no longer needed. He's heartbroken. Yet. Yeah. And he's, I found it to be very. He becomes head lawyer. 
but it's not, but you can tell he's like, what do you do? Like, he doesn't want to overstep yeah. his boundaries, but he's also like, what are you doing? Like, it, it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic between them. And I, f- yeah. and I feel like it's all of these things could have been explored more and they are, and they are like, I've read the novel a couple of times. It's very good. And that's, it's just a thing. Like when you're adapting to between mediums, like you have to like change shit and cut shit out. I think overall they did a very good job, but there's just like little stuff like that, that they don't get to expound upon as much as they would yeah. like to maybe, you know? I love, I, I put a note that, you know, um, drugs are the future. <laughs> you know, it's interesting having like a family in the seventies, right? Like being like, no, we do gambling because it's like clean, right? And then the drugs, narcotics are right. kind of what is the downfall to this, the dawn essentially to all of these families, you know? And uh, it's, it was very interesting. I loved, I did enjoy the story, the, the characters. Um, what I do enjoy and respect are the long shots. Like the fact that you have to really sit in it as an actor and like preparing for those scenes, you you have to be on. There's not these like million different cuts, you know, and things they can piece together. It's you know that dinner scene or one of the whatever the meeting specific. I think that's the first thing that pops in my head. But that meeting between all the families was great because you had all these guys sitting there and they had to like really be in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Cute. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Brando in this? Uh. I mean, I thought he was great. Uh, I think it, it's 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 just tough knowing like everything you do about him and everything you know about like how he was at an older age. Like the other yeah. actors in some of the scenes had to have his have his lines taped on their chests for him to read. Really, you know? It's yeah, because it's like what? Yeah, what quantifies a good performance, right? He was reading cue cards the whole time, and like the he entire stuffed, time, he stuffed his mouth full of cotton. To get like the bulldog look, like I, I don't know, like it okay, seems. Okay, I was going to ask if those were if that was prosthetics or if that was. Apparently, you know, he stuffed his mouth full of cotton balls, <laughs> which I think is yeah. really funny. But um, I, I, it's it's just like you know, like yeah, like when what you're watching on screen is great, like it's brilliant, right? But it's like different paths on how to get there, I guess. And I don't know if it if it's less legitimate than a Daniel Day Lewis or whatever. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it, I mean, I don't think it is. The performance is still the performance, and it was still a fantastic performance, you know? But, like, I guess your like, lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I mean, there's, but there's a difference between professionalism and the performance, and at that point, Brando was Brando, so the professionalism was apparently out the window. So, is there? I don't, I don't know if there has to. I don't know if there should be. No, I don't, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. Like, it doesn't take away from his performance, clearly. So is there a standard that we hold, like, knowing what Brando has done in the past and his actions, but like kind of separating him from his, like how he does his methods to like going from, you know, streetcar named desire when he first was starting out to mm-hmm. the Godfather where he just like, he's still living off of, you know, on the waterfront and shit like that. Like he still, he still has that like bravado, the, the bravado about him or like, how do you say it? What's, what's the word? Uh, just like, you know, this machismo, I don't know. But the, uh, I was forgetting words. Always forgetting words. Um, but he like, he's like, I'm Marlon Brando. I can just sit here and I can like, you know, talk with nasally and flick my cheek and be an old guy. And it's just whatever, you know. But he wasn't just, that's the thing. It's not like he half-assed it. And even if he did half-assed it, that's like full-assed for everybody else. Because he killed it. <laughs> I mean, inarguably, yeah. he still, he murdered it. I mean, you say the Godfather and everybody in the world thinks of him as that character. Which is crazy because he has less than an hour of screen time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's. Here's Apparently, the thing. I mean, uh, <laughs> so I was just gonna say that pissed uh, Al Pacino off at the Oscars. That's what I was gonna say. Well, here's the thing. I mean, like, even now, I was listening to a, a, a podcast with Robert Downey Jr. talking about how for his last couple movies and like the the Sherlock movies and that stuff, he's had a, a mic in his ear, piping in his lines. Hmm. So it's not it's not that this is like a totally crazy thing. Like people do that, you yeah. know. So I but are you I, gonna, I don't, but are you holding Robert Downey Jr. on the same esteem as I mean every like when you ask when you talk about Marlon Brando, people are like oh he's the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, but I think I do think I mean Robert Downey Jr. on a talent level is one of the few people you can compare to him. Uh, of all time, dude. That's my opinion, yeah. I mean, I think on a purely talent-based level, I think Robert Downey Jr. is one of the best of all time. I don't know if I agree. That's interesting, but that's though. just me. 
that's yeah, that's how like I would I would I would put him on the same level as a Pacino or a Brando, you know, or Daniel Day Lewis, or Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> nah, baby, uh, DDL's the best. Um, no, I, but I, I see what you mean in terms of the technique. Like, what you know, when you get to a certain age, you know, sometimes your memory slips, and like, are you going to spend the time getting stressed because you can't memorize right. the lines, or just working on, you know, have the lines there and however you need to get them. But as long as you get that final shot, you're all good. You know, I don't think it should deter from the craft or from how he is as an actor. Granted, I don't know how many, you know, side note, how many women he shoved a frozen butter stick up, but uh, it's like... What I'm saying you know, is if I'm knows? getting paid the 1970 equivalent of... If I'm getting paid the equivalent of, like, millions of dollars, I'm going to learn my fucking lines. It's just, like, I, I don't know. I, I I have a real issue with, like... Was it, you know, was it his memory, or was it just him just not wanting to learn his lines? Don't like, I guess know. We don't know. Has, don't he know. had such a reputation of being difficult to work with on, like, every By facet end, of, like... You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, it can't just... He wasn't gotcha. that old, too. That was the thing. He had to have age makeup. Like, he wasn't that old. Yeah. Like, he played older for that character. Oh, so it's not even that now. he was after yeah which is like he looks way a thousand times younger in apocalypse now he looks at least 30 years younger than that yeah, i mean which i don't know i mean like it's i don't know i have an issue with you know kind of deifying these people who like i don't know do, do you i mean clearly i'm in the minority out of the three of us which is fine but i feel like it, it was a good performance but i don't even think it was the best one in the movie I don't think it was the best one in the movie, I'm on but the, I think I'm it's. On the fence. I I feel like, yeah, no, I felt I thought Al Pacino had better monologue, but his like his character is written differently, right? Like his character is like kind of groomed to be the next Don, right? So, in terms of if you see a movie like in its entirety, like hindsight, right? So like he's obviously going to get the better scenes. Like I I still love the dinner table when he ha- when he shoots when he goes in the bathroom and gets the gun. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like him sitting there and you can see in his eyes. And this was a, sh- a scene they showed during inside the actor's studio when they had Al Pacino on last summer or this last fall, I forget uh, when he, the episode aired, or we taped it, but that was like the moment, like he kind of like, you could see in his head that he actually really had to be present and be with those actors. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's good for me. You know, I don't mm-hmm. need, you know, Marlon Brando as much. I except mean, the, I think, except for the impersonation. That's all. I also, but here's my other thing, right? You're doing, uh, and at the time, I've been thinking about this a lot. So, I don't know if you guys know about, like, all of the stories about Al Pacino trying to get that role and behind the scenes, but apparently production really didn't want him. Um, They fought for him, like Coppola really fought for him. Um, He hadn't really done any other films. He was, like, a theater actor, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they'd done some stuff, but nothing as big as The Godfather. You know, they were looking for somebody big to play that role. They tried to get, um, uh, uh, what's his name who played Sonny? Um, James Caan. They, had they to tried to get, yeah, they wanted to get Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman at different points. Uh, yeah, just everybody else who's already famous. And Coppola was like, no, it's Pacino. Eventually, they decided to let him do it. And then even with that, because apparently they were filming in order for some reason, he didn't uh you know it's the beginning of the movie where he's slow playing it and he's a different person and he's kind of this like boring soft-spoken guy apparently his screen tests were like actually bad (laughs) well and then so here's the thing and then you know it got to the point where they were apparently going to fire him and from what i've heard coppola or what i've read coppola was like okay we have to film one of the ending scenes so they can see you as michael and then they Hmm. did that and they were like okay good yeah you're good just continue filming but, you know, even with that, that's got to bring your confidence really, really low as, like, the younger guys going into the movie, especially for something like that. To have Marlon Brando as Don Vito, you know, as the Godfather, to that had to be an incredibly massive boost and, and confidence builder for, for Pacino, you know, in a way of, like, oh, this is a, this is a pretty clear-cut handing of the torch. Well, in terms of uh, him performing the final scene to to give confidence to the producers to make the movie, or are you saying walking in and being scene partners with Marlon Brando, knowing yeah. your history with the studio and things like that, like knowing all, all, Marlon? Yeah, all, all of that, and then like him, you know, obviously 
growing into Al Pacino. And, you know, from that movie on, he never stopped murdering it and just killing it and acting. Well, I mean, you can debate that with his recent filmography. <laughs> For sure. But he's still, he's Al Pacino. You know what I mean? He will always be considered one of the greatest. I just feel like I don't like it when people rest on their laurels and use that as an excuse to get lazy. Like, you know, Brando later yeah. in his life, like, you know, all these fucking like 70s and 80s big shots who just like turn out shit now. It's like annoying, you know? And I don't see well, the need like, to keep guys, on glorifying them. Have you guys seen uh, The Hunters or whatever on Amazon? I haven't, like, I haven't seen it yet. It's I haven't. First, I've, heard, I've heard it's amazing, though. I've heard it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, uh, like, pretty gruesome, too. But, you know, I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen Al Pacino's performance in that, but that would be the latest thing to watch. Be like, you know, is he still doing the work? Or is he, because all our, you know, I've seen him once in person at the Inside the Active Studio. And, like, the facts that, I mean, he just kind of, like, you know, standing ovation, standing ovation. And then, like, when we get, like, would ask questions about the craft and, like, what he did, it'd just be like, well, let me tell you a story for 20 minutes. You know, like, I feel it was cool to see his personality, but, like, you know, you know what this is about. Like, give us a little, you know, unless it really is, he's just kind of like us, you know, he doesn't really find himself to be a, you know. There's no way he doesn't have a massive ego. (laughs) I did. I've. Everybody I don't know about does. you, but I've never heard anything negative about him on a personal level. I've only heard positive things. It doesn't you don't just because you have an ego doesn't mean you're a bad person. I don't no, I don't I'm necessarily just, mean right. he's like he's like I'm just saying, causing trouble. I just easy. mean like <laughs> it would be easy for him to be a bad person being, you know, Al Pacino, but I've heard he's a super nice guy, which is great on top of that. If I was a fucking millionaire and I had a bunch of Oscars, I'd be nice too. Uh you say that, <laughs> but <laughs> You say me personally. Are you? What do you say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I say I still I still think that like he'd be great as like to have him as like a grandpa like at Thanksgiving time would be hilarious. And he seems like such a great guy to just like sit and just tell stories. But he's also you know he's Italian, right? Like he didn't, he's yeah. a talker. But um, I just felt a little you know downhearted in terms of like having him come to inside the actor studio, being you know co-president of mm-hmm. is he still co-president of the studio? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and just it wasn't it wasn't about the craft of giving back, it was just shooting the shit with Ellen, you know? So That's what I'm talking about. You know, I wasn't I wasn't there for that. So I wasn't there for that. I was back in Canada already. Um, but but anyway, so going back getting back to the Godfather, I I don't know, like it's just so funny to like walk around and like everybody has their own Marlon Brando impersonation. You know, like Gerard, (laughs) hey Mustafa. Um, he loves doing the impersonation, like and I'm just I just find her going, can you please, like, enunciate? But I guess that's Marlon Brando, right? He doesn't, he doesn't enunciate. That's the thing. He had his mouth stuffed full of fucking cotton, so it was hard to, well, like... Why? Why, but, like just, because he I wanted him to look like a bulldog, he said. Okay. Well, I he don't know why. At least that's a good reason, man. <laughs> that's what a do you guys, reason. Uh, what do you guys think of Coppola? Uh, I think he's amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, from all the movies of his that I've seen... I, I mean, I think he's he's absolutely fantastic and set up a bunch of stuff that we see all the time now. Sorry, I just saw something. It is also a TV series, eh? What do you mean? Hey. They they cut it together. Yeah, that's my Canadian coming out. They um, I guess in '77 they cut together the first and second movie as a seven hour and fifteen minute uh, TV. That's thing. what I'm fucking talking about, baby. Yeah, so it is, there, there is a seven-episode, or sorry, four-episode miniseries. It looks like they added some more footage, too. Yeah, okay. it's, it's yeah. re-edited together in chronological order with additional footage added. So it's called The Godfather Saga. I just want to be clear. Uh, I, I definitely think, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, it's good. Like, it's a very good movie. <laughs> but I just, I, uh, I feel like, you know, it's like anything that's been, it's been 50 fucking years. Like, if you look back at, like, the that's first thing, movies. Yeah. It's like you're gonna—they're yeah. gonna seem primitive in some ways. I just felt I, no, sorry. sorry I was just gonna—you know—I was done with that, but I was just gonna talk about Coppola somewhere. But if you guys have something to add, well, I would in terms of in terms of just if we're gonna move on, uh, the the Godfather, like I, yeah, I had some issues with the stamina of it, just because maybe I just not—you know—I'm not a filmmaker, right? Like I'm, I, I love the acting, I love the like, and I can watch it as you know through the performances. I'm like, oh, cool, and I kind of envision myself like if I would be doing it or whatever. These movies are great to watch for just the strict craft of movie making, right? It's simple. 
the shots are simple. There's the score. There's the the acting. Like everything is the storytelling is great, and that's what's going to happen if we go back to more classics or whatever. Oh. But um, yes, no, the film itself is great. Now I have my opinions on whether it's the greatest of all time, but it's it is what it is. You know, they people have oh, their own. Yeah, critiques. I mean, we know that but, we know that Brandon disagrees because he thinks it's Knight's Tale. Perfect. <laughs> hey, I'll argue that all day. Because I'll probably cut out here because I've, I'm looking through uh, um, Coppola's uh, filmography and like as a director, and I don't think I've actually seen a lot of his stuff, so I'm not going to be able to comment too much. I just now, was but... saying, uh, like, I feel similarly about him that I do about like all of the, all of what we're talking about with like Brando and everything. Like, I don't know of a filmmaker who was held in a higher regard that like fell off harder. Like he well, really fucking like stopped, took a dip. Did he? Like, no, dude, he's still making shit. And that's really? ridiculous. Like the last, I think objective, not objectively, but the last like great film he made was probably Rumblefish in like the eighties. And then you look at like his well, fucking I... like nineties and early two thousands filmography. He's like still making shit and it's all bad. Cause he's lazy. Like, it's just kind of like, ugh, like, you know, I, I hate it. I hate watching artists like decompose in real time, you know. But he's just EPing stuff. Like he hasn't. Directed oh, he's directing stuff, movie. dude. No, he is. Look at his look Hold at his on. filmography on IMDb. I'm, I'm trying to look. I mean, he oh, has you're, a new, you're right. Like, you're right. Vision, <laughs> yeah, not there's a this, lot of stuff. There's this awful, awful, awful movie he made this past decade. It's called Twixt. It's starring Val Kilmer. Uh, just look up the trailer for it. It's yeah, it's 2011. Yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> but well, but it's and it sucks because he made The Godfather. He made Apocalypse Now. He made Finian's Rainbow. He did the Essie Hinton adaptations like The Outsiders and Rumblefish. Yeah. Like these like undeniable classics. I know well, The Godfather Part Two, and people have their opinions about Part Three. But I mean, like, what do you think happens? Like, it's incredible. Like, I just got old, and he, he got old, and he got lazy. Know? He got old and he got lazy. Yeah. When you're not hungry, it's hard to like you know. Like so I how get do we it. Fix that. Stay hungry. Stop paying fucking people billions of dollars when they do shit work. I don't know. I think he's epic, <laughs> man. I think he's just chilling probably now, which I also understand. Um, that being said, at some point we should talk about the outsiders on a, on another podcast because that audition process is the most prolific thing in like Hollywood. Yeah, one of us can probably recommend it at some point. Yeah, um, I like that. That's another really good book. The oh, fantastic. Well, isn't, there, isn't there a TV series, The Outsiders, now? Oh, that's, that's a different a, thing. Yeah, different that's thing. not like... Okay. Yeah, that's like... Is that Vampires or some shit? It's Stephen, it's Stephen King. I saw it. It's not good. Great. Um, I would like to talk about uh, Joe Cazale. John Cazale. Yeah. Do you guys know about him, John Cazale? Yeah, I mean, the whole story... I mean, you can tell it if you want to. So, did uh, five movies in six years, and then unfortunately passed away from lung cancer, but every one of those five movies got nominated for Best Picture. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. How well, and also, um, and also, uh, technically six, because he's in uh, flashback scenes for Part 3, and that was also nominated for Best Picture, so even in death. Right. <laughs> Um, he was uh, engaged to Meryl Streep. I don't know if they ever got married. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. And uh, Pacino was saying that she stuck by him. Like, he, he got a terminal lung cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. but he kept working. Like, he uh, he did his scenes on The Deer Hunter and then, you know, yeah. uh, died shortly after his filming completed. But she apparently, like, stuck, stuck by his side, like, till he died on his deathbed. And he Good said that her. he had never seen, like, a more, like, a, a bigger proclamation of love like he had never seen anyone love another person that much it was insane he was apparently like that's a guy john gazelle was a guy that like actually nobody had anything bad to say about apparently he was just the best yeah i i I read that he was like really good friends with pacino growing up they'd done theater together also to what you were saying when the studio discovered he was suffering from cancer they wanted him removed from the film his co-star and girlfriend meryl streep threatened to quit if he was fired I mean, huh. I mean, that's so shitty. <laughs> like, you like, know, oh, amazing of, you know, amazing fuck of Meryl Streep. They're assholes, man. I really care about yeah, it's almost like Hollywood is a predatory industry full of like pedophiles and like disgusting monsters. <laughs> but that's fine. 
but that's you know that's just not that's just what I think. Anyway, I want to be an actor when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, I no. me in something. I need um, a Godfather to give me the movies. That's for sure. I need all right, I need a all right, buddy. To send somebody over to Hollywood and say, <laughs> "Give Josh a role." Oh, speaking of um, that scene, I was exactly, that's so funny. Uh, Did you guys, I didn't know this, but uh, apparently that was a real horse head. That's gross. No, that's not. It was. No, I think it was because PETA got really mad and then Coppola said, oh, we got it from a dog food factory. They were going to kill it anyway. (laughs) I was so shocked that 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 it was, yeah, it was like a, (laughs) I mean, I don't, it was a real horse head. I'm assuming it had real blood in it. Well, Ryan told me it was one of the most famous scenes in cinema, and I was like, "Yeah, really? Okay. But, like, shit. <laughs> and it's fucking pretty shot. I mean, I think it's great. I think that scene is great. I love... I think, honestly, one of my favorite scenes is the very open... I think it's so powerful, especially, like, where we are today, to, like, open yeah. a movie with the words, like, I believe in America, and, like, that that, like, amazing long monologue about how he's, like, disillusioned with justice in the process oh, right. and like he has to or, go like, to the underworld like, the out, yeah I, it's such an like, incredible fucking opening shot yeah i love you know? i love the like you know there's a difference between justice so you say you're my friend but i haven't seen you until you need you know it's not justice your daughter's still alive you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how there's still morals and standards even for a, a godfather who literally will kill people you know well and then even when that guy when that guy leaves he's like he tells them just to have, like, just to beat the guy up. We're not murderers. Yeah, he's like, oh, I gotta make sure that you know, people that lose control. You know, with this fucking. Oh God, are we getting into our first? Can we go <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody go around. Everybody go around and do a uh, Brando, a Pacino, nope. and a James Con. Not doing it. Not doing <laughs> do it. it. Do a James Con. Do a Jimmy Con. Not doing it. Yeah, bada bada boom. I'm terrible at impersonating. Um, he was great. He was great too. It's his second best role after Elf. Yeah, he was really good in Elf. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, no, actually, um, there's he's he's interesting. Uh, James Caan. I haven't seen very many films he's been in. I feel like he obviously. I think Elf was kind of the last big movie he was in. Um, but uh, apparently, no, you mean he... not Step Brothers? Wasn't he in Step Brothers? No, that's Richard Jenkins. You fucking mm, idiot! You fucking stupid piece <laughs> of shit. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, no, Richard Jenkins was in Step Brothers. Uh, James Caan was uh, Will Ferrell's dad in Elf. Oh, okay. yeah. And uh, I don't know. He 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 was actually one of the very few non-Italians. Uh, he's Jewish. Um, really? Yeah. And that. and apparently people people were mad that he was cast originally because he didn't look Italian. I didn't notice until after. No, I thought he looked pretty Italian. I don't know. Well, because <laughs> he, he, said he said that he said that he he said that he grew up in those neighborhoods and he hung out with those guys and there's like moments that he just, I mean, he apparently has like a very like huge temper in real life. Like uh, the moment in the beginning when he smashes the camera, that was like non-scripted. He just did that. <laughs> uh, he yeah, also, but that's also like, it's weird that went, that's not scripted because that makes sense, you know? No, that's what I'm saying. It's a good, it's a yeah. mark of a good, a good actor who can like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if he was necessarily being safe, but to be able to improvise in character and make it seem as though it was, you know, intended uh, is that's, I mean, he was great. You're right. The only person I didn't... Throws the cash down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only person that I didn't really like was Diane Keaton. But that's, I think, because she was underwritten. I don't think that's her fault. No, I I agree. I think that's a very character thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually really liked uh, Adrian in this. Talia Shire. I thought she was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, and apparently she's Coppola's sister. So, look at that. Oh, wow. I honestly, like, first not know that. First couple scenes, I'm like, is Sarah Silverman in this movie? But then I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think she actually looks a lot like um, Kristen Milioti, the the mother, and How I Met Your Mother. I think she looks a lot like her. Oh, mm. uh, somewhat. Um, but, but I think yeah, Sarah Silverman too, for sure. Totally off topic, but have you seen Mythic Quest yet? Oh, I haven't seen Mythic Quest yet. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Episode five of Mythic Quest is is, and I know I say this a lot, but I mean it very genuinely. Is one of the most beautiful episodes of anything I've ever seen. And it's completely like it's nothing to do with the rest of the episodes. <laughs> and it's it's her, the mom from How to Make an or, um, How I Met Your Mother, and her name's uh, Kristen Milioti. Her and Jake Johnson, and they're unbelievable in it. Um, Brandon likes to say that about a lot of stuff, like the best thing he's ever seen. 
but I but I, will I still, really enjoyed it. I will still agree. I will still watch it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's something I that you really got to get used to. <laughs> Uh, every movie Brandon watches is the best, which is something I think is good because I hate everything. Yeah. Brandon loves everything. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a, a positive Peter. Um, boys, it's uh, anything kind of uh, still stewing in the back of your head that so you wanted to see with the Godfather. I know it, you know, we probably 40 minutes, 45 minutes is in like a terribly long time to talk about a classic, but. I just yeah. thought it was great. Uh, now I would like to see, and they probably should never remake this, but I, if they do, I would really like to see Al Pacino play the Godfather. Um, well, I mean, that'd be, be interesting. Michael. That'd be interesting. Like, but get some awful person like Miles Teller or something, or Timothy Chalamet. I would hate it. No, me. <laughs> get me. Me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Brandon, you're Jewish. So what? <laughs> you guys both have the same nose. It could work. Yeah. Al Pacino's in, so, in a show called Hunters, where he's Jewish. I can play Italian. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, one of Al Pacino's most famous theater roles is Shylock. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like, pe- some people love it and some people hate it. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I, I, I think mean, it's, it's good. It's, I, mean, it if, it's, it I, I mean, I don't know. When, when you cast a non-Jewish person in that role that was already written to kind of like be a caricature of Jewish people, it kind of, I, I see the complaint. I definitely um, understand a good pay, but if anybody's going to do it not like an asshole, it's going to be him. Sure. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. It's hard. We've only, it's, we have been talking about this for almost an hour, but we've only really scratched the surface and we haven't gotten into parts two or three. Like, I, it's crazy. There's so much uh, to dig into, but I, I definitely thought it was, it was a really great movie. And uh, thank you, Brandon, for, you know, making us watch it. No, yeah. no, no problem. I also really, really enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to watch check out part two and three, obviously. So people say that I, I've only ever seen the first and the second one on TV. Like this was the first time that mm. I had sat down to like purposefully watch it. I haven't seen. I've never seen part three. Um, but I heard from, the se- oh, so good. No, I was just gonna say people say the second one is like kind of like better in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's where De Niro comes in as like a young Vito, and uh, yeah. And that's kind of the good shit. <laughs> they say that that's like kind of the best stuff. Um, and then part three, everybody hates, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but like yeah, do you guys? Threes. Do you guys? Uh, are you guys any? Either of you guys comfortable giving a, a rating out of five, or do you want to talk more? Sure, we can't. I'm I'm ready to rate if you guys are. I just yeah. Um, I got a I got a side note from the assistant saying we should come up with something a little more original than stars, like. If there's like a, in terms of, uh, I don't know what you guys in like in series of five, but I think it'd be fun to think about. We could talk about it on a different thing and do stars this episode, but maybe do something fun, you know, like I would give it, <laughs> no, I give it like, five out of five bada booms. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Five, uh, re- great, uh, red oak trees. I don't know. I give it we'll five out of five cannolis. <laughs> Are you guys both giving it a five out of five? I'm in context in the year that it came out, not watching it fifty years later. So I'm I'm like erasing that. For what it is, I give it five out of five, yeah. I'm gonna give it four and a half meatballs. <laughs> Italian meatballs. Uh, I'm gonna give it four out of five. Fair enough. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, I'm right, not a time traveler like Brandon is, so I have no? to yeah. rate oh, it from man. the from the twenty first century. <laughs> you gotta give them that technology, man. You gotta give them that technology to go back in time like you can. No, I built that DeLorean by myself by scratch. <laughs> from scratch? From scratch. By scratch. <laughs> by scratch. scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by scratching shit until it was a DeLorean. That's funny. Alright, Caleb. What's next as we sign off here soon? Oh sure, it's my turn. Um, I had a movie in mind, but I'm going to save it because I had picked it before Brandon picked the Godfather and I want to spice it up. Um, so instead I thought about it and, uh, we're, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be cool, but I have always wanted to see, there's a movie that came out in 1984. Uh, it just kind of got dropped onto American Netflix recently. I've always been curious about it. Um, I don't really know anything about it, but I want us all to watch it for next time. It's called What is it? Tell me. Purple Rain, starring Prince and the Revolution. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. 
I've never seen it either, but I'm down. I think it'll be a very interesting conversation, especially, you know, we have Josh who likes music. I, I'm a big Prince fan, and I also am curious as to how, from a writing standpoint, it's going to kind of be put together. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Cool, Purple Rain. I mean, it won an Academy Award for Best Original Musical. There we go. I, didn't, I don't yeah. think that's a category. Uh, that's, yeah, I didn't think so either. Musical comedy? No, it says, it says Academy Award for Best Original Musical, so I guess it was a thing at some point. And Best Original Song Score. Well, that's That's not fair, this, yeah, yeah, the song is Purple Rain by Prince. Alright, well, I can't wait to get into it next time, obviously. And we had had to somehow buy the rights to a clip of like the, a sound bite of Purple Rain. So Brandon work on that. I'm gonna try to get Okay. You. I will work yeah, on that. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks thanks for uh, taking one for the team on that, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We can talk about it later. Um awesome guys, this has been fun. Yeah. All right. Well thank you guys for tuning in to Three M Affairs on The Godfather and join us next time for Purple Rain. Alright. Adios guys. Bye. Um, Bye. Alright, goodbye. Alright.